0: Chase. Hey. Hey, I just was thinking about something.
1: What were you thinking about?
0: (laughs) I was thinking that, you know, when I post this, you know, and it'll hopefully go on Kiss Asylum and all that, why don't we do something positive? And I wondered if, you you know, we could ask people to make donations to an, an organization of your choosing to do with mental health, or if you had any thoughts on that.
1: Uh, I was in, We were to give any money. We give it to NAMI, National Organization for the Mentally Ill.
0: National Organization for the Mentally Ill, which I will provide a link for, and um, so they've been very good to you. Yes.
1: Yeah, they've been real good to me.
0: That's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. And you know, I don't think a lot of people know about it. So, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna send people that way to check out. Uh, the organization and Do what you can do kiss fans if you have any, you know, if if you're doing okay, and you're flush right now To help because you know God knows without the mentally ill there would be no kiss. Yeah, that's a joke, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother, so we're gonna do that. I look forward to putting this together I just downloaded what we recorded I couldn't send it to you because it's too big But once I add the music and everything and post it online, um, I'll look forward to uh, sharing that with you, brother.
1: Okay, thank
0: you. All right, have a good night.
1: You have a good night, too. Peace.
0: Hey, Dave. Hey, Kid King Kiss. How are you? Good. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, it's Dave with Kistorian, your buddy. <laughs> we're, we're live on the air. I mean, in the sense that, you know, I thought maybe we would do a little uh, Kistorian chit-chat. Um, yeah. I've got my buddy Jason on the line. I've known Jason since I was in a cover band, and his mom came to me and said, would you... She said, I can't take Jason to this one show. I think it was... Uh, the Rock the Nation tour, yeah. Uh, was it with Aerosmith up at yeah, Alpine it was Valley?
1: With Aerosmith. It was with Aerosmith.
0: Yeah, and since then you and I have been Kiss buddies, and we've done a lot of Kiss stuff together, right? Yeah. What's your favorite Kiss memory? I mean, in general, as far as like concerts. Uh, the uh, The Revenge tour. Just the whole. It was a good show, just from beginning to end. Where did you see that one?
1: The see Pavilion?
0: Who'd you go with? Your uncle? Was that right? Yeah. Yeah with my uncle. What did he think it was he is he a fan or no? Yeah, he saw and he liked it. You know, I thought it was goofy when, you know, I liked the Statue of Liberty, but I didn't like the skull. I thought I mean everybody cheered and everything, but it was kinda I don't know. It's kinda Iron Maiden, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they kind of were, you know, Hot in the Shade was a great tour. Did you see that? Yeah,
1: I saw the Hot in the Shade tour. It
0: was a good tour. I like Leon Sphinx. Leon Sphinx. Did you, did (laughs) you, I just, I didn't really connect those dots until just this moment. When they named him Leon, I thought it was kind of like semi-racist because they said it didn't like turn out how they wanted, but Leon Sphinx makes total sense now. (laughs) Did you see that at Tinley Park? Yeah. Was, did Cher open up? Or was it I Faster Pussycat? who opened up
1: for them.
0: Who was it? I forget who opened up for them. It was so long ago. Well, Hot in the Shade, right? They had Slaughter and Faster Pussycat, right? Yeah. But I don't remember seeing Slaughter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what's really weird is I have a sort of a blind spot with Hot in the Shade because I was in New York at the time at school. Mm-hmm. I know I saw him on the Crazy Nights Tour in Utica. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Shucks. I must have been at that show. I I think we must have been at that show. In fact, I think I went with my friend Kathy Cooper. But, you know, it's hard to say. There was one show where I think Cher opened up at Tinley Park. Am I imagining that?
1: I don't. I, I don't remember hearing about her opening up for them. But
0: maybe you know what? Well, well, listen. While we're sitting here, you're gonna have to entertain because I'm gonna. I'm gonna go into the web really quick.
1: <laughs>
0: Wiki Kiss, Hot in the Shade, Chicago. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: They didn't do more than one date. Um, hot in the Shade. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, they've got the whole list, right, of who the openers were and stuff, usually?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I thought Hot in the Shade was better than Revenge.
1: Yeah. No? Well, it was the first time everybody seeing uh, Eric Singer on the drums. When he, when they made a big scoop out of it when he was playing the
0: harmonica. That's true, right? You know, but I don't remember him doing that harmonica thing when we saw him. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny how much stuff you know. You like you forget more than you remember, don't you? Mhm. Until something like when you meet up with old friends and they're like, "Oh, yeah, remember that night you did this?" and I'm like, "No, I didn't." And then, and then I tell them what I did that they did, and they'll be like, "That's not what happened." So and
1: was I, I, moving around a lot more during the uh, during the uh, revenge tour.
0: Who was moving around? Norm Stewart. He was moving around a lot more. He wasn't just standing there. Well, he'd earned his pedigree. I thought he was great on Hot in the Shade, you know, because they sort of played more of the classics. But then on mm-hmm. Revenge, they played way more new music. I don't really like, uh, you know, Eric Singer on the classics because mm-hmm. his pocket.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and unfortunately, most of the tapes we have of Eric Carr, you know, that are board tapes. Yeah you know, don't sound that great. There's some new stuff though, like that Ipswich show from Animal Eyes,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: sent it to Bruce after we did that interview, and he's like,
1: "Yeah,
0: it's hairy. I'm looking yeah, at all these dates, buddy. What time of year was, was that a summertime show there at us uh, Tidley Park? Yeah, and they played two and a half hours on the Hot in
1: the Shade tour.
0: Yeah, who opened up in revenge? Oh hold on, listen, I'm looking for these blood I I feel well, I feel ridiculous. Yeah, you know I had a habit of skipping the opener.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was and trickster, but Great White was good.
0: Great White was good?
1: Yeah.
0: My God, I can't find Chicago, Evansville, Peoria, Duluth, Cedar Rapids. Am I losing my mind?
1: Hey baby, I know
0: Dude, I'm just... I'm losing it here. Mm-hmm. So, um... I also thought the sound was, you know, it was nice to see them outdoors. Remember, like, at one point, like, it seemed, you know, in the 80s, Kiss was an indoor band. Yeah. And then they started playing the sheds.
1: Yeah.
0: And I liked seeing them outside. Carbondale, USA. Dude, I cannot find the date (laughs) from Chicago. Hold on, I'm losing my mind here. I
1: can't remember the date.
0: I wouldn't expect you to, but um, okay, I'm gonna lose my mind. I, I can't I can't think about it anymore. Um, so you would rank Revenge, but what about seeing them in '96 on the reunion?
1: It was good. I, I was glad to see the old band back together again.
0: But you didn't think it was as good as Revenge? Well, it was better than Revenge. know what I was saying when I talked to somebody in this record store uh, Bucket of Blood I went to pick up Ace's record the other day and um, shucks I just forgot what I was going to tell you um, oh we were talking about the Kiss reunion and both of them were at the show and I said you know what was really cool was every musician in Chicago was at that show yeah <laughs> You know, I looked three rows from me, Billy Corgan was over there, it was like... It was their excuse to, to really get back, you know? And it was a totally different crowd than seeing Kiss in the 80s, which was sort of like, kind of like losers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to make a judgment of who's a loser, who's a winner, but kind of a rough crew. Right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying, but what I mean is we stuck out as like rich little brats or something. Like, what the yeah, fuck are those guys doing there?
1: Uh, Ted
0: Nugent, yeah. Well, he was also on the other tour, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But in both cases, I, I would always skip the opener because I wanted my ears to only hear one band
1: mm-hmm.
0: because your ears atrophy from the volume
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm weird about that you know the lesson I'm crazy about the opener I mean I did you see the Lick It Up tour no? no I didn't see the Lick It Up tour So, you know, Vandenberg and I think Wasp opened up at UIC. Mm
1: -hmm. It was my
0: first concert my dad took me. Mm -hmm. And we had all my friends. My dad went in the bathroom with a couple of my friends and stuffed cotton, you know, toilet paper in their ears. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was amazing. And at the last minute, you know, I'm 15, 14, I escaped my father and everybody without asking, ran down, jumped the wall from the mezzanine ran up the side of the you know main floor, got into the front area right in front of the center of the stage. And you know, I'd never smoked pot at that time, and I don't think I smoked, I didn't smoke any at the show, but it's the first time I ever really smelled it. And yeah. if you're smelling it, you're inhaling it. And I just remember being down close, and Paul went to do that Roger Daltrey trick with the spinning the microphone above his head and then bringing it down, putting it around his neck.
1: And I'd never seen
0: that trip. And I thought, oh my God, what's gonna happen, you know? And it was so smooth that I was like literally at the front of the stage. And it was like all this smoke, and it was just like bedlam. It was the last two or three songs. And uh, Vinny looked at me, and he mouthed, I love you. And he threw a pick. And I tried to catch it in like, like slow motion, like whiffled through the air and other people were grabbing for it. It fell on the ground, and I went to look for it, but I couldn't get it, and I didn't want to get beat up. And I have those photos from Paul Matkin you know you know what would be a really fun thing to do jace is to like for a special historian outing is to go and see paul and go through his kiss archive yeah but he hates gene yeah he hates him (laughs) remember i've got that photo of gene he won't let me share with anybody and gene was in that uh like a ill-fated, like, pilot for a, a show about a superhero that was yeah. filmed in Chicago and he did the photos and he has face makeup on and yeah. it never happened. My brother has that photo. And I always think it's funny because it. it what I do like about Gene is he'll try anything, you know? And, mm-hmm. and you know, he would not want this out there, like another failed, like, venture. That photo is awesome. If I could, if I could like, convince Paul and to let me put that out there that would be like a Kiss Storyan exclusive
1: yeah
0: and since he hates Gene maybe I should ask him yeah but I think he had to, he said he had to sign something that he would never release the photos Uh-oh. do you know what I mean
1: yeah I could be wrong well my mom took my sister to see the uh he uh, and had her finger broken my sister split her lip open because she caught Aiden's foul and two guys were trying to grab it off my mom's hand and she, she broke her finger and I was like she was like at least you can do give the kid half
0: of it and they didn't, do, they didn't give her half of it they gave her half of it or no no what a drag
1: yeah
0: your mom was there yeah. But I didn't think she was that big of a KISS fan.
1: Oh, she took me to a lot. She took me to the... She took me to the... The reunion. She took me to the farewell. Yeah, she She, was, she liked KISS. But after a while, she said, that's enough KISS. We've seen them plenty times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is one we haven't done
1: probably in 15 or 20 years. You're ready to go way back, right?
0: Cool. This one comes off the second album, Hotter Than Hell. We love this one. It's called, Got To Chew. Yeah, good memories, but they're, you know, they're all very indelible. Like when you go and buy the record, right, whatever record it is, you always remember how you got it or where it came from or. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: In the case of Bucket of Bloods here, Bucket of Blood books and records or whatever records and books, you know, it's so nice. I called around and everybody had it sold out. And she's like, I have a copy coming next week. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I can hold it for you. And I was like, no, I want it sooner. But then I thought, you know, She's ordered this copy, you know, I want to support local mm-hmm. record stores so yeah. we can still go into record stores and because of vinyl, that's what's keeping record stores alive. Yeah. You know, the the, the re-interest in vinyl and the death of the CD. Mm-mm. Soon there'll be no cars with CD players. Yeah. You know, I like the fidelity, you know, that you, you know cause you don't have to hear the, the crackle and pop of a record, though obviously, mm-hmm. I love analog sound better, but, you know, listening to things squashed through your phone, <laughs> you know, it's the end, it's the end, you know, because you're, you're not getting any of the nuance yeah. of tones and sub frequencies and everything else. But so, Jace, so here we are doing this. So this was impromptu, but, you know, um, you know, maybe we could talk about mental illness. You know, and I, I know that I'm mentally ill, and that's why you're my friend. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. But it's you've suffered. Uh, There's certain things you can do, and there are certain things you can't do. I've been down trying to get money for uh mentally ill for a long time, and it, 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 people look at mental illness as a stigma. They're really afraid of that. Me- they make mentally people look real bad.
0: Right, and as I've come to know you, I've found that, like, even though, like, because, like, when I tell friends about you, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Like, it's kind of like talking about Native America. You don't know what are the right words to say, you know, like, or, you know, what's the, the wrong way to say it. And, uh, and I always, like, have a tough time explaining to you, but I say that you're in the care of the state, so you have some sort of mental illness. But of all the people I know, you may be the wisest person I know. Whenever I'm in, you know, I'm in a in a uh, quandary about something. I can always call you, and your gut reading on things yeah. is always on the money. So I think that you know, I think that everybody has a mental illness, right? Yeah. And some are more incapacitating, maybe in terms yeah. of your ability to function day to day, but that yeah. your other skills, you know, balance that all out. Whereas other people who may be functional could never achieve the things that you achieve with your mind and your friendship and your your good nature. Yeah. I know you were upset a couple times when Gene has made a few comments, but I believe Gene has also been, you know, really good to uh, all sort of segments of the needy, you know, without asking for attention for it, as I understand. Yeah. But so, um, you know, can you tell me sort of what role Kiss has had in your life in terms of, uh, you know, I know you're an Elvis fan and a, a huge Beatles fan, and KISS fits in there, but uh, as sort of heroes or inspirations, do you wanna, can you just maybe tell me something about, uh, you know, how they help you day-to-day? Well, I
1: just look at at, KISS and just uh, being there, their their, their, their music is just so inspiring, and uh, it gets me through, if I'm down in the dumps, I put on a KISS record and stuff,
0: Really do you, Homes. Do you, do you see them as funny, too? Do you think there's humor in there? Or is it, do you take the song seriously?
1: There's
0: humor in it. Who's your favorite member of the band today?
1: Keith Simmons I. live most of my life in New York City Born and raised in the promised land One day this man in black said Jack told me I was chosen We'll
0: bring this kind of and why why do you like Gene the most?
1: Because, because he, he, he just he gives good interviews and he, uh, he seems like he, he, right now he's got the money and uh, he's just telling the world what what they.
0: You still there, buddy? Chase? Yeah. Oh, you said he's telling the world what they need to hear.
1: Yeah.
0: And how do you feel about uh, you know what Ace has been up to recently?
1: Hey, Ace has done some great work lately. He's uh, he's really fighting the hard hard line with uh, with these with these people, with other people talking and but he he just goes on and does his own thing like I do. If people talk about me, I just don't. I just turned my back and just walked the other way.
0: Right, you can't let others tell you all the reasons why not when there's a lot of reasons why, right? Yeah. What did you think of the last show we went to out at, um, you know, the Arcada there in, uh, is it Geneva?
1: St. Charles.
0: St. Charles.
1: Yeah.
0: What did you think of the show?
1: It was an excellent show. He was right on the money and he was good. He seemed
0: like he was in good spirit. Hey, listen, this phone's dying. Let me grab another phone really quick. All right. Give me a second. Hello. Yeah. All right, hold on. Yeah, this phone's dying. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Old school feedback. Yeah. So um, so what do you think is gonna happen? Um, you know, after COVID, do you? do you think Kiss is going to do a full tour or do you think they're maybe going to just do a few shows and do you think you know, they're going to yeah, do they're maybe they're a three or four night I don't
1: think they could do, do a whole tour I think they're just going to do
0: 30 cities and then call it quits and do you think that Ace and Peter are going to come back for Madison Square Garden at the end
1: well, if the money's right, like James really said, if the money's right, he'll come and do a show.
0: But but they're not going to want to pay him, right? Unless he does his, unless he has his band, and he's not going to get on stage with Tommy Thayer dressed as him. Yeah. So how do you do it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do they do Do they do like a pay per view with no makeup?
1: I think that's what they should do.
0: If they want right, it gets rid of the whole problem if they're just a rock and roll band. Yeah, well, I
1: know he's booked for the uh, that he's booked for the cruise next year. Who is Ace he, Freely. He is. Yeah, I
0: think he's booked for the cruise next year. I, you know, I would go just to be a loser, uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, on behalf of historian, But I don't like these big ships. Mm-hmm especially during a global pandemic <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's like a floating petri dish mm-hmm. I, you know and, and I also think that those ships are made they're, they're too big you know they're gonna mm-hmm. one big wave and you're in, you're in trouble oh they're not that bad I've been on one I've been on a ship it's not that bad so were you at Blaze Fest Chase? yeah I was at Blaze Fest that was a good show what well, was cool right there? That was. Well, they'd already done Hot in the Shade, but that whole set list was picked by the audience, you know, via the radio station, right? Yeah. And so it was like they did going blind and. Yeah. And um, and there is some footage of that online. It's a little shaky, but the sound isn't bad. Mm-mm. I remember noticing how much like slower Paul was, like moving yeah. around.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I remember thinking also how cool Gene was, like when you got to see it, like when the and also how great Bruce played. Yeah. And uh, they just sounded. That was the best I've ever heard Kiss sound.
1: Yeah. That day. Yeah.
0: I mean they were they, just and It was like Hit head 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 after fucking three hit was What's that?
1: Pulling like stuff out of their head That they never played in a while Was
0: great Well you know But they've been doing it On those conventions right? Yeah If the time is right So that explains And they only did a few shows that year And then you would see If it was beneath Kiss or something You remember there was no Kiss sign There was no lighting There were just amps and stuff Mm-hmm. Well, that week, Gene's Red bass showed up at Washburn because mm-hmm. they were trying to do a deal with him, and I was mm-hmm. I wasn't in a and at the time. I think I was in um, I was in customer service, but I got to play his Red Flame bass, mm-hmm. and I got to steal a couple picks. I don't remember what happened, but then um, mm-hmm. it was just weird. Like you know, they shipped it to to Washburn to like get the specs on it, and then they had to get into Villa Park mm-hmm. in time for the show. Yeah. But I remember thinking, you know, Gene's much cooler than I thought he was. Yeah. Like, at that show.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and he's a great bass player. <laughs> yeah. He rarely misses anything, and he's... Yeah, he's he drives the shit. But I, I'd still prefer them. I, I don't love them with Eric Singer, but that was the best Eric Singer I've ever heard, too. Yeah. So, so, what do you think
1: about Eric Singer not doing best because he's playing a piano? They don't know if he's really playing the piano, and it's, it's
0: like, uh, oh, I saw that thing. Yeah, that was pretty grim. I mean, when they all come out, like it's a fucking like, like they're in somebody's living room. Like, isn't he great? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> that is the most embarrassing moment. One of the more embarrassing moments in rock. I don't understand it. You know, <clears throat> uh, you know, that is, you know, Peter can gripe all he wants, but that would be one reason to really gripe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, man, over the fucking line. Yeah. I also watched Eric Singer's drum solo recently, and I don't think he always does drum solos, but, and he does the Peter Chris (ivia) With the cowbell. He actually does the actual solo. And I just wonder how many people out there really don't even know. And maybe it's a celebration, and maybe it's a, he's paying homage to Peter Chris. You know, he's a Peter Chris fan. He grew up, you know, Mm -hmm. into KISS. He's a fan. And he's, it's, he's it's, been a good, a he's guy. been a, met
1: him a few times, a real life
0: guy. He's been a good soldier, right? Yeah. I don't like him in the fucking, like, black wig. Yeah. I don't like the fake fat wig. He was like a fat guy, a fat Peter Cress, and I don't like it. Mm. And I know he's not fat, but he's, you know, we're 50, 60 something, right? Yeah. It just looks funny now. Yeah. You know, it's it's... It's time to stop.
1: Yeah. Love is a girl,
0: love is a play. She's a killer. bitches, and say she deals in pain. Yeah. Make a She's goddamn a record. Ooh, Write please. a fucking song.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. while you're alive, give us some tunes. Yeah. That's what we want. What does the Kiss Army want? Songs. Yeah. More songs. Yeah. I don't care what it costs. I mean, but I don't care what it costs the band. I don't care if it's not a profit making fucking operation. You know, I don't care if they just break even. We want fucking songs. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go back and listen to this, but it seems like a, a, a pretty fun little interview. Um, yeah. But you, what do you want to, anything else you want to talk about about KISS? Anything? Or do you want me to keep asking you funny questions? Well,
1: I, know you like say, I just grew up with them, so.
0: What was your first KISS experience? Like, how were you exposed to them?
1: Oh, uh, do live two album. or my cousin? He had all the uh, all the uh, records, that he would play on for me.
0: And then, what was the first song that like clicked in your brain?
1: Detroit Rock City.
0: Yeah, I love when Paul at the beginning goes,
1: Hello, yeah.
0: <laughs> hello is so funny to me, but it, it's like it makes sense, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just came on stage. You're gonna say hello, right? Yeah. So I told my brother I wanted to do something goofy with him, but we're gonna do it later. and that It's like I'm calling him and it's a spoof, right? It's like a bit where I'm calling him like he signed up for the KISS army, right? And one 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 day a month, Paul calls a KISS fan, right? And asks and like says, hello, right? <laughs> and I'll be like, how you doing? It's Paul Stanley. He'll be like, okay. You won. You win. You're a winner. You're beautiful. <laughs> Be like, okay. What are you talking about? Like, I'm calling you. You won this month's sweepstakes. <laughs> Gene's gonna send you a little one of his his little blood cups. How'd you like that? <laughs> so I'm gonna fuck with him <laughs> and do it as a bit, right? Like as uh, calls from Paul Stanley, right?
1: Yeah. You know who's got a blood cup is uh, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. He's got one in his, he keeps it
0: in his freezer. He's got what? One of his blood cups? Yeah. That's pretty upsetting. I love that footage of them about to do the press conference, right? And the Intrepid for the 96 reunion with the original lineup. And there's footage of somebody filming, you know, uh, Sebastian Bach showing up in his little car and he's playing like a live one, and he's like partying, he's on the highway, and people are they're <laughs> stuck in traffic, and he's like, fuck yeah. He's like not there like in some entourage. He's like driven from Poughkeepsie or some shit. <laughs> and he's like in his like little Honda, he's like rock and roll. It's fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah.
0: I think he's all right, you know? I know he's volatile, like, like axle volatile. Yeah, yeah. He's not the greatest singer in the world. No. <laughs> but, you know, a couple of those singles worked, and he had the long hair and the looks, and it was like he could have been a superstar, but apparently he's also like a lunatic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you'd say Revenge is up there, Hot in the Shade, 96. Um, what did you feel like, you know, when you saw, when we went to that show up in Alpine Valley with Tommy on guitar and Peter on drums?
1: It was alright. They, they, the, the set list wasn't that good that I can remember.
0: The set list wasn't really that great. Yeah, they sounded kind of like a sludge factory. When Aerosmith came out, it was like, oh, that's how it should sound, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Did you notice the difference?
1: Yeah.
0: That was a real eye opener to the Kiss fan, right? Yeah. It was like, holy shit. That score almost didn't
1: happen because there was a. There was a contract that there there needed to be three or more members for the concert to go down. And they almost didn't get Peter back. They asked Ace but Ace turned it down.
0: Right, I know. And that's when we found out what they were willing to do. But it's funny that Peter, like, gripes about, you know, that's not the Ace man next to me. And it's like, well, but, dude, you took the cash. I mean, he took the gig. He also
1: took the gig gig in the Symphony 2 in
0: Sydney. Right, so he shouldn't feel too bad about being paid more on that reunion tour when he came to to Peter and said, Hey, Catman, guess what? I'm making twice what you are. (laughs) Sorry, I feel really bad. And then Peter added the tear. Yeah. But like, you know, everybody hear about Peter. Everybody just says, you know, he's just... Like, one of the things I like, Doc McGee said, and this is about Ace, he's like, Ace was so difficult, you know, and just a constant, like, concern. It's like, he said, why can't you just ride the fucking pony, dude?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I know there's water under the bridge, and there's, you know, just ride the pony, dude. Take the Mm -hmm. cash, ride the pony. But, you know, addicts have problems, especially on the road. It's not a normal world. You live from excitement to excitement. You have the adrenaline from the show. You get behind on your sleep. And they can look like shit and get away with it because of the makeup, right? If you really, really were beating yourself up, you would look like shit. And you wouldn't be able to go, you would look, you would be nervous about going on stage looking fucked up.
1: But with the makeup,
0: you could do it. Yeah. So it was like a blessing and a curse, I think. You know, I've never heard any of them say that, but it's like... You know, Peter probably looked half-dead, but you throw the cat makeup on, he was like a happy guy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And that's why Eric uh, Singer uh, after the show has arrived with him, because he's so hyped up, Paul Stanley don't want him riding with
0: him. You know, Paul needs to get, you know, a nice, like, uh, you know, bowl of pasta, Perhaps a cappuccino.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm I'm blowing some uh, some sage here, doing a little smudging. So you're Cherokee, right? Yeah, I and don't know how much Cherokee, but I am Cherokee. Does that part of your connection with Ace? I guess I, it could be. And with Elvis, Elvis was Cherokee. Right, wish, I wish Ace would talk about it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I think he's a pretty spiritual guy. You know, like he said in that interview with Eddie Trunk today, he said, you know, you just can't force anything.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, because it always pushes it sideways, and I think that's good wisdom. And, uh, you know, he's alive and kicking, and it's a beautiful thing. And I really appreciate your friendship, brother.
1: Thank
0: you. they even looking out for me, and uh, it's going to be weird this Thanksgiving because of the COVID and stuff. I don't know if we'll be able to have you up. But my mom said she wants to buy you, uh, like, set you up with a, a nice uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinner. Okay. So we'll figure out how to do that. I don't know where you're going to be or how it's going to work, but, you know, it's like... We, we we celebrated by having turkey sandwiches and we thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we celebrated some of the girls that came down to earlier believers in us to make rehearsals just a little bit better. <laughs> uh. well, all bands struggle at the beginning. Look at Molly Cool, how they are. They, they would steal meat from the market just a yeah, you have to come together as a little family, and it seems like all the great bands start when they're young. Yeah. You, you could be a rock star and try to start a new band and it doesn't work, even with Jimmy Page and The Firm and other shit. Yeah. You're like, Jimmy fucking Page, and he can't make a band happen, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that'll that show you everything you need to know. But the real bands started in their basement at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, in there. and created their own sound, their own thing, one for all, us against the goddamn world. It doesn't matter if it's you 2 the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, KISS, you name it. Bands that come together later in life, eh, they're all pretenders. And I know it all too fucking well. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. Thank you for being on Kistorian, Jason.
1: No problem.
0: I love you, man. I look forward to the next concert.
1: You too. I love you too, man.
0: Have a great night. You too.
1: Goodbye. A child takes a hit. And then starts to cry. A mother never hears. Her baby says goodbye.